You're tuned in to RX Radio. Movement prescribed. Brought to you by Prescript.com. A personalized approach to keeping you healthy and making your best even better. Your hosts, Dr. Jordan Shallow and Dr. Jordan Jinta. Oh, hey. back. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. <laughs> Come here often. Good to see you. Every now and then. Yeah, man. I feel I either uh, we got to get the budget up so you can start traveling and not to Disneyland <laughs> or we or we need to get the budget up so you can't travel to Disneyland more often. <laughs> oh, but I feel shit. like you got to like, I, I, I've gone like rogue again. I know. I know. I apologize. Dude, I don't leave my house now without the podcast gear. We just got to get another set. We got to set you off into the world. Um. But no, I was excited about this one. This guy is like, you never met Jordan. Nope. You will. I think he's coming to California at some point before the end of the year. I feel like we would get along. Yeah. Um, you know who really wants to meet you is Paulo Need. Uh, I want to meet that I guy was too. With Paul, he's like, we uh, we DM all the time. Dude, Paul's awesome. I was <laughs> I was lifting with him when I was in Toronto, and this is where I sat down with Jordan. Uh, Jordan Moffat is one of the most polarizing people in powerlifting. Because he just tells it like it is. He just doesn't give a fuck. So, like um, yeah, he's the owner of Bacon and Barbells. So the majority of shit I wear is his stuff. And here's the thing: like, I don't like. There's like a weird. There's a weird conversation that people have when they talk about like grassroots companies or like, um, you know, not big brand clothing apparel. Like, oh, like support this. Like, it's a fucking charity. It's like wear it because it's good quality and cool designs. Like, don't support <laughs> it because like you feel sorry for him. Like his stuff. He's got these long sleeve shirts that came out, and it's like cashmere, but I'm, I don't know how he's getting the profit margin for cashmere. But no, we <laughs> sat down and we talked everything from drugs, um, USAPL, USPA, psychology. He's kind of had a big year when it comes to like getting older. Like some of the shit we talk about, he, he echoes that stuff pretty well. Again, you don't want to hear someone talk about like how they found themselves <laughs> when they were just like a meek little bitch to begin with. Like he's a pretty badass dude. He was, um, he was lifted at 198s um, for a long time, had some injuries, kind of had to overcome like the shift of, you know, being a power lifter to not really competing anymore and being a business owner. Um, really interesting dude. Uh, talked a lot about like social media's influence on um, on the industry, but just on like people's health in general. Uh, one of like the nicest people you'll ever meet. Like we've, we went out while we were in Toronto and y- you watch people anticipate what kind of person he's going to be like bigger dude tatted up beard and like people are almost like hesitant like oh hello and he's like oh hey how's it going there yeah good (laughs) i'll have the number two with fries please um but no so it's a neat episode hopefully we'll have him on again and we'll get you on because i think you guys would get on like a house on fire um couple things uh mark the date we talk about this in the podcast but um black friday if you're like me and you like a certain color of clothing, I would definitely tune into Bacon and Barbells on Black Friday. Um, but yeah, with no further ado. Oh, wait. Our thing. <laughs> the hip yeah, program. Yeah, the thing that we do. Uh, no, I, I, it's been, what, two weeks, 12 Coming days? Coming up on two weeks. Yeah, yeah, so I think if you haven't done it yet, I would just say, like, there's just go. It's all free. Sign just up. We'll get you set up in it. the app. Uh, hip primer program. So it's it's two-week program, four sessions a week. Two are integrated in with your workouts and integrated. If 
If you're listening, if you've done the program already and you didn't integrate it into your workouts, do it again <laughs> and integrate it into your workouts. So what I mean by that is like there's going to be just progressions, video, video explanations of how you go through each drill, designated reps and sets for each one. Do them in succession and say it's a squat day, squat the empty bar. Do them again, squat whatever your next warm-up is, 95 pounds. Do it again, 135. Instead of going on fucking Instagram between sets and your warm-ups, do something that's actually going to make you stronger because that's the biggest thing. It's dressed up and it looks like stretching and stability work. The whole purpose of this is it's going to make you stronger. So go over to www.pre-script.com. Sign up. We'll get you set up on the app. Give it a shot. Let us know what you think. With no further ado, uh, Sir Jordan Moffat. I uh, hope you guys enjoy. Enjoy. Never played video games in my life. Really? The not only even N64? N64, Goldeneye. Unbeatable. Okay. All right. Let's not say things. Unbeatable. I, I think you'd be, you'd be uh, humbled, to say, to say <laughs> Dude, the least. One shot kill, like the license to kill. Yeah. I'll take you out. We would have to... We have, Miami. You, you can't. Miami. Okay. I'll bring it. I'll literally, that'll be the only thing I pack. But you can't be that little dipshit <laughs> What's character. What's his name? Odd job. Is it odd job? I think so. Yeah. Because okay. the big guy is Boris. Uh, Boris. That's Boris. Right, yeah. I'd be Boris. I'll let you be odd job. No. We'll bring it in November in Miami. That's the only thing. That'll be my whole carry on. It's just an N64. The only thing I left at the old house when I moved out. Yeah was my N64, and I regret it every day. Well, productivity must be through the roof. It is. Yeah. That's well, the thing I don't understand. My nephew was over like a couple months ago. Yeah. And as much as like a time sink as video games are, kids these days are just watching people play video games on YouTube. Or like Twitch. Yeah, like Twitch. Are you, are you from, yeah. So yeah. I well, didn't know I, that was a thing. I only, I've only heard about it, but yeah, you just watch people play games. Like that PewDiePie. It's like that, porn without fun. That doesn't make any sense. The PewDiePie guy. The what? PewDiePie. No, what is that? That needs some explanation. Dude. I have no idea what that is. I'm uh, Googling this. Okay. Is that, will, it, will this yield a result? Do I have to clear my search history after this? No. PewDiePie okay. is like the biggest YouTuber of all time. No, he's not. P E W. Wait, is this the guy who took the video of someone in like. No, no, no. That's somebody else. You know exactly what I'm talking about? You're thinking of. Uh, the dead guy in the tree? Yeah, yeah. The This is some I see, I don't know this fucking guy? He has like uh he has like two hundred and fifty million YouTube subscribers. What does he do? He plays he plays on Twitch and people watch his videos. Is he good? I don't know. This is amazing. Like it's been eye opening, like becoming friends with guys like Mike and Omar. Like, and like Mike Farr? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like just like Getting a glimpse into it because they're they're just cool dudes and yeah, like yeah. I, I like watching them. You can almost just keep tabs on them. Like yeah. I went to the gym. I went to Windsor the other day and I saw some buddies I'd never seen in like five or six years, and they didn't even like say hi to me or like how's it going. Like hey, you're meeting up with Omar because yeah. Omar like put some video up or whatever. I was like, yeah. this is a strange time to be alive. Yeah, where someone that can actually be successful with the name, what is it? What did it autocorrect you? P- P-E-W? P-E-W-Pie. Yeah. Oh, my God. What is your kid? What, what, what's, what's little Hans up to? Oh, you know, PewDiePie? Yeah. Like, you know, father's proud of that. Hey, man, if he's making millions. Oh, that's obscene. It's the thing I notice now is it's a, just a scary time to like, I don't know. It's like, if you don't want a job, just work online. You know, it's like, it's, I don't know. It's so weird. Like when my parents were like, 
you go to a, like a grocery store and get a job and then you work there for like 40 years and now it's like, oh, I don't want to work at McDonald's. It's like nobody wants to work anywhere, yeah. you know, and like, but nobody wants to do the work anyways. It's like, okay, well, you can work at home. You can do your own job, but you have to put in all of it. And they're like, eh, yeah, it's hard. It's, and that's the thing. People don't give it enough credit until yeah. they do it. Like how many hours a week do you think you work? 15 minutes bullshit <laughs> bullshit there's no way because you you live a life similar to mine the first thing you do when you wake up it has to be going to the computer so i so what i've tried to do recently is i try to remove myself from instagram and all those things a little bit more well i mean some new characters are emerging i don't know how i feel about them yet i don't know how i feel about the steve Irwin character i miss david I think some of the questions we got were, where the fuck has David been? I don't know where David's been. Oh, so it's on David? Well, I mean, actually, I saw David at the meet the other day. Did you? He was perched on the, <laughs> on the roof. Uh, did, did you see that fucking thing that the dude made me? He, had, like, he has like a woodworking. I did see that. Dude. That's incredible. And then his girlfriend painted it all. That's, that's when you know you have influence. Oh my and you're trying God. to remove yourself from that? Are you no, 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 no. I'm, I'm trying to remove. I'm trying to, I'm not, I'm trying to make that. Like, that's just fun for me. Yeah. Like, that's like, like people are like, oh, I love your stories. I love your stories. And like, that's awesome because it's just stupid shit that I see that I want to post. Yeah. And if you like it, cool. If you don't, I don't care. You know? What? Just swipe to the next one. Oh, yeah, I thought no, you were like, you're fix right. your mic. You're right. No, no, you're good. But uh, yeah, just like, I, I don't know. It, like, it's just. The, the, everybody, uh, what I notice is that everybody takes things, not every, that's a, that's a generalized statement, but lots of people take too many things too seriously and nobody has fucking fun anymore. So if this could be like the, you know, if, if anybody watches my stories and this is like the highlight of your day, A, you need a better life or B, cool. Like, I'm think, glad I can contribute to that. I think people just need to protect their online avatar because they worry more about their presence on the internet than their actual integrity in real life. Did you see that uh, post that Jesse Burdick made? I think it was today. Where it's I like, didn't, but Jesse's my favorite person. Yeah, Jesse's the best. But it's like, for Halloween, why don't you go as the person... <laughs> Why don't you go as the person you pretend to be on Facebook? Yeah. That's good. That's hit the nail on that. That's good. But I mean, like, how true is it? And here's the thing. It's like, I don't know if what I'm seeing is representative of powerlifting yeah. because that's the only thing I'm into, right? Yeah. Like my whole, we go through, it's fucking fat guys benching or girls in weird shorts with some different food on them this month yeah. squatting. And it's like, is it just powerlifting or is it that's just like society in general? And this is the lens in which I view society is this small little, like this small little lens of this very yeah. bordered off gerrymandered view. So yeah, like, I don't know is is it the sport of powerlifting that's making this like insta famous don't have to work or is this across the board across hobbies or whatever I think it's a bit of both I think if you can I think if you can powerlift and not have to get a real job you yeah like thumbs up that's fucking awesome yeah. but like you got to be doing something else you have to be How did what was the original muse behind bacon and barbells uh, I started, uh, well, I was working at good life and I just, we had a kind of friends that I worked with and stuff. And I thought of this idea one day and showed it to my girlfriend at the time. And she's like, yeah, that's funny. And I was like, well, I'm going to see if I can print it. So I found a, 
like a, a fairly well-known online printer and uh, printed like 40 shirts. And, and then I sold them out, like posted them on my Instagram and I sold them out in 24 hours. And I was like, cool, if I can do this, then maybe I'll do tank tops. Did tank tops and those went. And then ever since then it was, I've, I've been able to, this sounds so crazy, but I've been able to, my initial investment, I've been able to recycle over the last five years. Come on. Swear what was the God, initial investment? $400. Get out of here. $400. Shut your Swear ass. Are you kidding me? Obviously I put in more yeah, over the yeah, time but to, to make things grow. But my initial investment, I never, for the first couple of years, I never put in any more money. And like still to this day, like it's all, it's all from my bank accounts and stuff. So if it's within my means, I'll make it. If it's not within my means, I won't. People are like, why don't you have, like, do you have this shirt in this color or this thing in this color? It's like, no. What you see is what you get because I'm not fucking rich and I can't sit on thousands of dollars worth of inventory just to hope that it sells. But it does seem to be like almost an inadvertent benefit though. Like someone had put me on to this brand Supreme. Yep. You're familiar? And they run like 12, like some hype beast kids are selling them on eBay for like $400. Yeah. Like what are you, Kanye? Get the fuck out of here. Who's buying this? Don't talk about hype beasts like you know. I have no idea. I know. Because I, I heard no the idea. podcast. We're like, what the fuck is <laughs> well, a hype beast? It doesn't beast? make any sense to me. Like it's just people who overpay for clothes that don't fit. Yeah. And wear fanny packs around their shoulders. It's, it's, the I think it's the idea of fitting in. It's what's cool. Cool cool people wear it, so people want to be cool. So they'll go to any means necessary. They'll, like you, you, those hypebeasts, they camp out. You know what camping out is? What, I, I would imagine it's like you sleep outside a store because there's a release of something. Yeah, for like a week in advance, days, hours. Most like like Jordans and stuff, people will camp out for two, three days. I don't understand that. Everybody who's right into Jordans. And it's like, I, I have a couple, but like they're the one, they're black and they were at the store. So yeah. I bought them. Yeah. And there was no one in line. Yeah. But how do you, but that then, means you're not cool. <sighs> I mean, I think you're cool. Thanks man. My mom thinks I'm cool. But like, how do you, how do you come to grips with like a twofold? You were the first and the longest lasting brand that I know that has the bar and barbells, Mm-hmm. Uh, like that's something and something. Yeah, yeah. Well, you well, were donuts the, and deadlifts. Well, how long have we been around for? We actually started around this almost around the exact same time. So okay. I think we, I was, I think we were both around January 2014. But Chrissy had a a massive following. Yeah, um, she's actually one of the first, like, I don't want to say like insta celebrities, but like, yeah. Well, you can say like, it without a negative connotation. Yeah, like yeah. she was actually one of the first people. Uh, who who I saw to have a huge online following, and and I you know from there she was able to build her brand. I mean she already had her nutrition, she had a lot of stuff at that point already, and this was just an extension of what she was doing. Yeah. But uh, kudos to her, man. She you know like I I respect what it's, that's the funny thing is like in powerlifting, it's you know it's we all compete against each other. But in the end, we all compete against ourselves. But with brands, it's so different. You know, like I see, I see kind of the, the behind the scenes with the companies and the people and stuff that a lot of lifters don't see because they're just focused on lifting. But there's a lot of fucking drama like behind the scenes with the ones that seem to be doing the best are the ones who are like 
and like amicable between each other. Like you were with Matt a couple of weeks ago yep. and he kind of, you know, he lives yep. this wander gypsy lifestyle yep. and he just kind of does his own thing. And you mentioned donuts and deadlifts. Like yep. you just, you kind of seem like you're a commentator of like the bullshit, but how do you kind of stay removed without taking it personally? Cause you've invested so much of yourself into the business. Like when you see people doing dumb shit or ripping off, like fuck, how many different fucking one of your ideas has been ripped off within a week or two of you? Put, like, oh, that seems pretty good. How do you not take that personally? You're making me want to jump out this fucking no, window. No, see, right homicide now. first. Homicide first. You got to take a couple people with you when you go. I, well, I don't want to take you with me. You got to do this podcast. All right. Uh, my, well, there was, a, there was a time where I counted 12 in a year. No shit. And it, it, it's not like... It's not like, and it's difficult because I try to see, I try to see it as just purely a coincidence. You know, I don't try to, I don't, I don't think of my brand as, I don't want this to sound conceited, but I don't think of it as large enough for people to watch it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I watch others because I like to see, I'm, I like to see what's trendy so like my sister, for example, was a big influence on the company. She has, is seven years older than me and she has always been kind of involved with fashion. She's always been very fashion forward. And I think that's kind of helped me kind of pick up what would be relevant at the time, right? So for example, like, you know, like, oh, fanny packs are coming back. Okay, let's get fanny packs. Okay, let's make it funny. And that's twofold, right? Then people like fanny packs again and just things like that. But with with uh ripoffs or whatever like i it's it's everywhere man like i did those those invisible print yeah, shirts yeah. and uh like two or three days later i found a few other companies that were doing it right away and it's not like it's not like i invented it you know it's like if everyone wants a secret it's gray ink on gray shirt it's like a black ink on black shirt it's just thinking outside the box a little bit. Will you ever, do you ever think like you get to the point where you do feel like there's enough eyes on you that, that it'll change your perspective when you see these copycats? Or are you just like kind of in your own little world? Because like how many, now maybe that's a little too direct, but I can't go places now. And I live in Southern California or Northern California, which mm -hmm. is so far removed from this place where I see your stuff around there. Mm -hmm. Like actually California is huge. I think I ship to California almost every day, That's honestly. insane. And it blows my mind because I'm like, where the... F so when we had Sammy on the team, yeah. uh, Sammy was a huge... Um, I don't, I, you know, we never really talked about it, but Sammy was a huge part of the team. Um, and I never... Well, she left because she didn't like my views on the IPF. But fair enough. I get it. When you're in, when you're in the Fed and you want to be good with the Fed, you don't want any... Yeah, you don't want to rustle any feathers. Yeah. And that's what I like to do. Well, we're, we'll get to that. Yeah. I think we should get to that at some point because, but at least you boasted your ground. With, yeah. With well, and like I said to her too, I was like, you know, if there's anything you need, this and that, you know, it was amicable, I, I, I believe. Um, but her living in California at the time, like it, every day, man. And still to this day, it's almost every day, at least California, it blows my mind. I don't know why. I don't know who. Yeah. I don't think it's me. You know, what's the one location you've gotten in this in the back end of the store, and you've had to write like the postal code or the country code? You're going, where the fuck is this? Like, uh, I got one. I get a couple to the North Pole in Alaska. <laughs> Shut up. Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, Japan. I didn't even know they ship there. How yeah. do you? Is it? No, it's a legitimate address. 
the so the person so i uh so i like to make the business a little bit well because it's just me i like to make it a bit more personal so every I've noticed yeah so every every order gets a like a note um and if they're from somewhere far, I usually ask them a bunch of questions and I'll ask them to email me those questions back. Like what, like that person in Alaska, I was like, you know, I said, what, you know, I hope you don't mind me asking, what's it like living in Alaska? What do you do there? What's your gym like? You know, like what's your setup? Do you hunt your food? You know, it's, it's a fair question to yeah, ask. Yeah, because it's, you know, Alaska is, you know, it, it, to import anything is so fucking expensive, right? Like yeah. their orange juice is like $20 a jug. And so, yeah, I figure most people would probably just be kind of reliant on social media and electronics and stuff, but also maybe do their own hunting because they can. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I got like really cool responses from people. I got orders from Japan. I think it's, I think last year, the year before was when it officially shipped to every everywhere worldwide like every country continent no shit besides like uh saudi arabia big in saudi well yeah um, any anywhere no where it was lifted heavy anywhere where bacon is not oh shit but dude i had a i had a buddy of mine who lives in dubai who has his dad's like a super wealthy um he they own a, a chain of hotels in Dubai, and he's like, "We want to bring bacon and barbells to Dubai. We want to open up a store." And I was like, "I don't think that's gonna do well." And he's like, "He's like, no, like it, it's so different here, and it never came to because I didn't really want to." Yeah, well, I don't know, man. Did you hear about that guy that went missing in the embassy in Saudi Arabia? Missing, missing, yeah, missing, yeah. missing. Seventeen of his appendages in suitcases out the back door. Yeah, <laughs> last known footage of Moffat going into like some some Dubai embassy. And next yeah. thing you know, the guy with the bone saw comes in after. And fuck, that's crazy. Yeah, I heard about that the other day. Apparently, I, they took him into one room, cut him up in one, another, and then transported him out through a third. Yeah. Maybe good call on the no bacon and barbells. I don't yeah. think that's halal. I think that's no, how, I don't think I don't that's think halal. That's I, how I, that works. I think I'll stay uh, in my basement. Do you strategize like growth like that, or is it all just like wherever it comes up? Like, do you think about marketing to like these different places or expanding the market, or is you just kind of put it out there and whoever vibes with it, then yeah, that's it. So I'm a, I'm a very if in a traditional sense, I am a terrible business owner. I am. What's the traditional sense? Like in what ways? I'm not driven by money. Yeah. If the purpose of a business is to make money, you might yeah. want to be driven by that. Yeah. No, that's not why I do it. I have noticed by some of the mock-ups you put up. Yeah. <laughs> so, but those are the ones that people want. Those are yeah. the ones that would actually make me money, the funny ones. But I, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when people want something out of you, they want more. Yeah. And if you don't give them more, they'll come back to the same stuff you've been giving them. That's kind of how I view it is like, I know, I know what people want and I'll pull it back and they'll still want what I give, but it's not everything that they want. So it's not, it's like kind of like pulling out before you blow your load, right? <laughs> you know, like letting so it settle. So you're telling me you're not a conventional businessman. No shit. Well, I mean like, for example, like, you know, I'll, I'll put out a hoodie and people are like, why only one hoodie? Because I only want to make one hoodie. I only want to make a, a maroon hoodie with white print. Well, can you make me a black? No. Okay, then. Maybe we'll make black ones later. 
but you're going to buy the maroon one because you love it. Yeah. And then you're going to buy the black one later. Actually, you know what? Maybe I am a good business owner. Man, I don't maybe. know. How do you then like, I mean, because ever you have like seasonal releases. Yeah, it's always seasonal. What's the, what's the process creatively moving into the next season? Like, Smoke a lot it, of weed and stress st- out. Really? It's yeah. stressful, is it? Uh, dude, I am, I am 1,000% stressed every day. Come on. I swear to God. No shit. What's yeah. your biggest feel, stress? You feel my traps. Come feel my I traps. I can see them from here. Yeah, they're awful. What's the biggest stress? Uh, so every day, the stress... So I, I have a lot of anxieties about running a business, which, is, which I'm sure everyone has. Um, but my biggest stressor in the morning is, how am I going to make money today? Yeah. And I know that's how everyone says, but they get up and drive their car and go to work and then they go, okay, well, I'm making money now. It's not the same for me. If I wake up in the night and I have a whole bunch of orders, sweet. I made some money while I slept. That's great. Now I can fulfill some orders. But if I don't, then, all right, what do we need to do to... And like that was, I think that was a very dangerous way for me to to live because I'd be like, you know, I'd go a couple hours of an order and I'd be like, what is going on? Like, is the website broken? And I'd go out, check all the links and stuff and it's like, no, that's not it. It's, you know, it's just, yeah, I have to factor in things like it's back to school. So people aren't going to be spending money or there's uh, an, something coming up here, you know, or a holiday there and try to take advantage of all those things. But have you ever been pushed to the point? Cause like I've come across this a few times where it's like, I'm looking at the money coming in and I'm looking at the money going out and going mm-hmm. like, okay, I know there are things I could do that maybe flirt with the line of what I'm okay with doing as far as like creating a dissonance between myself as a brand, we'll call it, and creating an avatar online is something that'll make me money. Mm. Like I've always tried to keep those very continuous. So mm. it's like you meet me in person, it's the same dude you'll see yelling about fucking hip thrusts in his Instagram story. It's the yeah. same person. Sometimes that doesn't sell. Have you ever been pushed to the point where you're just like, fuck, like this is not good. I regret everything, but I know I could do the fucking black hoodie because the guy wants it and sell it. Like, have you ever been pushed to make a decision based off of like, no, eh? just doubled no. down, dug your heels in? I'm pretty, I'm pretty uh, confident with, I, I don't know. It sounds funny to say like, I'm confident in putting out a t-shirt. You know, it's like, in the grand scheme of things, it's like nothing, but I don't know. It's just a, it's like a, I don't have to answer to anyone. So the decision has to be mine. Right. So I'm putting a lot of responsibility on myself that I haven't done in most in my life. So yeah, like when I put something out and the feedback is great, like I feel very accomplished. Right. What's your favorite? Do you have like, like something that's just like, that's on the, that's like on mom's fridge, like the favorite of across the five years? Something that's either something personal that maybe not have sold as well or something that's just like killing it? Um, well, a lot of people like the strong tees. Yeah. Um, I kind of took that from, um, I was watching a New, uh, New York Rangers jersey, New York Rangers game, and I took it from the jersey because yeah, yeah, the yeah. logo's yeah. down. I was like, that looked pretty cool. And honestly, man, it's just, you just kind of get into, well, I just, it's, I don't want to say it's a process, but you know, I just kind of, smoke some weed and throw some music <laughs> on and, and then just open my, my Photoshop and just play around with, you know, any sort of shape, font, whatever. So the thing is, is like, 
I can't draw. I don't know how to use Photoshop Illustrator. So every, you'll notice a lot of my designs are fairly simple and fairly you know, basic, and it's just because I don't have any skills in that regard. I know how to use Photoshop, I know how to mock up a t-shirt, and that's about as far as I go. So, and, and again, that gives me a great sense of accomplishment because two years ago, I couldn't do that. Really? Well, I, I was still doing it, but it was way worse, yeah. you know? And like, I don't know, I think it's, I think seeing it on people is, is a lot different. Like I, I remember the one time I saw, my first time seeing a dude wearing it who I had no idea who it was. And I just like rushed the guy and I was like, dude, your shirt, I'm so fucking stoked. And he's like, I don't know who you are. No shit. And I was like, that's even better. I was like, I made that. And he's like, well, yeah, it's comfortable. He was like, so fucking weirded out. Really? And I don't think he's ever bought anything. No, well, again. it doesn't matter. Probably threw it out. <laughs> Fuck this guy. How do you like you're, let's call it opinionated and not afraid to voice your opinions on, I mean, in the powerlifting circle is probably where you're moving, but you kind of get, you talk a lot, a lot about social issues as well. And then social issues as they overlap with like powerlifting in the culture. Yeah. Do you I, ever get hesitant about some of the stuff you put out when it's like, you put out, you put out one today, it was something like one word and you're clearly taking a shot at a, another prominent clothing company in the powerlifting fighting space. Yeah. You know, your opinions about lifting. Uh, you can yeah. say it. If you want to say, yeah, well, no, it, you can I, mean, say I don't it. want to like, I don't want to double down your position and then stir up shit with, oh, fuck it. So, companies like Eight Man, yeah, that'll put this stuff down. Do you ever worry, or do you just, would you rather go down by your own sword than, than withhold that? I think a lot of it comes from, honestly, like when I, when I, it's not to really, how do, how do I, best explain this it's not to belittle other companies because like i said like i'm the 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 when i started to really enjoy the company was when i started to reach out to other companies about uh collaborating and getting insight into how they do their business you know because if you get a good company and good people, they'll pass that information on to you. As long as you're not like, hey, where do you get your stuff printed or this and that. Like some things you just, you just don't ask, yeah. you know? Um, but honestly, like it, I, I just sometimes think things are funny and, and, <laughs> and I'm always open to discussion. So, you know, like uh, for example, I was on the eight man website yesterday and I saw a lot of stuff that I liked and a lot of stuff that I don't like. And, you know, I, I just... The reason why I made that one, if anybody, is this even on? Yeah. Okay, fuck. Yeah. Fuck, I thought we were just, okay. This has been on the whole time. Oh, man. Sorry, mom. <laughs> we'll cut anything out. We won't cut anything out. No, we won't. We say that, but we don't. Uh, yeah, so I just said, the, the shirt said words. Yeah. And I said, this new eight-man shirt is so hot. Because I went on their website, and there's like 50 fucking shirts that just have one word on it. Yeah. And, I mean, if that's what floats your boat, that's great. But, I don't know. I, uh... Have you ever like got engaged in a dialogue with any of these companies being like, dude, what the fuck? Or, or people, specific people in the industry. Like when you put that Gracie thing up, yeah, that was fucking hilarious. I think I'm too unknown for people to even like for those people to contact me, you know? And the thing is, is like 
when I post that, if I, so if I were to post that to Bacon and Barbells, that would have been an extension of how I felt as a brand. As a person, you know, I, I, I hope people can see the disconnect because there's a lot of people that don't know that I'm associated with Bacon and Barbells, which is great. There's a lot of people that do know it, that I am. But I do want that disconnect because at the same time, like now that I've started doing stand-up, my theory is within comedy, there's no boundaries whatsoever, whatsoever. So we're living in a very PC world where everyone is very, very on edge. And I like being that guy who pushes those buttons, but gets a laugh from it. Have you had any subject matter on stage that people have like just been like mortified about? All of it. Really? What's your go? Like, what's well, your go? I opened with a rape joke the other day. And, oh man, that's. But that's but the, again, I I sympathize with anyone who's you know. Yeah. But, and it's a small but. Yeah. Jokes are jokes. Yeah. You know, and and I think this world, you know, Lucy always says to me, tragedy plus time equals comedy. Yeah. So if you can say something. It's not about how you say it, it's, it's about how you time it as well. So it could be PG and you could have perfect timing. It'd be great. Jerry Seinfeld's a perfect example. Yeah. Somebody who would never, he never talks about other people's, um, like he never like belittles anyone or a group or anything. He, he never talks about like a specific. Um, I think his quote is talk about what they've done don't talk about who they are mm-hmm. i think that's his thing yeah and he's clean like he i think he that's dropped I mean. an f-bomb in in a bit once about yeah. like a a corvette or something like that yeah. and that was it and it was probably very well yeah he probably and, crushed it yeah but like i remember watching this thing where chris rock was like imagine if he did an n-word bit like imagine if seinfeld went up there and just pulled the kramer no but uh i mean well i mean to to add on to that like when i went to the when I did stand up last week, one of the comedians was uh, in a wheelchair and he's had this disease since he was a kid. They don't know, actually know what the disease is. Uh, and his whole bit was about how he, you know, every time he goes out for Halloween, he goes to Stephen Hawking. And every time he goes to a rich neighborhood, he pretends he has cancer and then they give him more candy. And like, and I, you know, we sat with him after and I was like, I was like, I, what's your take on comedy? This kid's 19, Josh Bonus. Everyone needs to look him up. He's fucking hilarious, Josh Bonus. But uh, I said to him, I was like, man, like everything you said was, was, about yourself. It's self-deprecating, you know? And he went on this bit about how he was at a party one time and this girl refused to acknowledge that he was in a wheelchair. And she was like, oh my God, I didn't even see that you were in a wheelchair. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm three feet tall. Come on. (laughs) You know, like, so like things like that, I asked him, like, what's your take on comedy? And he goes, within these walls, anything goes. And I go, that's how I look at it. But outside of these walls, I'm afraid to be burned at the stake. You know, I'm not, I'm not, trying to piss people off but it's easy the thing yeah and that's the thing everyone is walking on eggshells what i like i think it's like a bill burr quote where he's like you don't get to decide my intent yeah right you don't get to decide what i meant by the joke yeah. because it's like there's the delivery there's the timing yeah. and the intent is to make you laugh right like well, i've and, laughed and, at horrible <laughs> things that you put <laughs> and everyone has that's the thing is right like you 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 can't say this one's bad, but this one's good. Yeah. When it's in a, in a similar context or like when it could be taken any way, that's the thing is anything anyone says can be taken any way. So 
you have some people that understand that in those walls, it's fine. It's you know, I would never say things like that outside. And again, it's, it's to get a rise, it's to get a laugh, it's not how I feel. A lot of it is, is about myself. You know, I do Cosby jokes, I do, you know, a lot of it is, is, is relevant to the world. Yeah. And a lot of it is, you know, I talk about, I have a bit about Netflix and chill, about how that 10 years ago, you could go over to a girl's house and, and watch a movie and it, you wouldn't think anything of it. Now Netflix and chill is basically just rape. I think Notebook started that. Remember that movie, The Notebook? Uh, no, I've never seen it. No, you've never seen never it. Never cried. That started the Netflix. I think that was the catalyst. You think so? Because you're not going to sit through that full fuck. I don't care how much you like Ryan Gosling. You're not sitting through that. You're going to throw some moves or you're going to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I think that was it. Thank you, Ryan Gosling. Well, how many times have you said that, right? He's our now Ra- Gosling and Reynolds, Canadian Ryans. Reynolds. This is the third time. Wow. All right. That's a bold move. Now, yeah. how do you forecast moving forward with the company? Like, how do you... Do you go season by season? Is it quarterly? Do you go long-term strategy? Like how in-depth of this, how many books have you read? How many subtle arts of not giving a fuck or other, <laughs> other self-helpy title business slapdick books do you read? I don't know how to read. Perfect. Problem solved. Yeah. Actually though, in terms of. Yeah. Like, I mean, how many people come to you for advice and what advice do you give them? And then how does that like. Giving on what? Well, just like it seems like with you and with Vincent or with um, bacon or um, donuts and deadlifts, like it seems enticing because people don't see the back end of it, Mm. right? They just see like this guy like started his own business and it worked out, and now he's got you know some of the strongest powerlifters in the world, rep his stuff, and he's blowing up. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. They must, you must get blown up. Like, hey, where do I start? Yeah, does that affect? Like, does that affect your psyche at all? Like, holy shit, I'm in a position now where I have influence over this. Or do you just tell people like, look, I have no idea. I just kind of do this no, and no, it no, works. No. I, always, I always give people as much information as I can. So one of the things that I, like, I, when I started the company, I had no help from anyone. You know, I didn't have a bank loan. I didn't have any of that. Again, it was all my cash and it was all my ideas and that was it. And I had no idea where to start. So I just, looked around, you know, I took my time, I researched, I did that. And I, and when people come to me and say, Hey man, I want to start a clothing company. I want to do this and that. I think a lot of people are looking for the answers, right? They're like, where do you print? How much does it cost? Blah, blah, blah. Or can I just print through bacon and barbells? Cause like we do meat t-shirts like every fucking weekend, pretty much. Well, except this weekend. Except this weekend. (laughs) Sorry, Damien. (laughs) Fuck. I'm sorry about that. But uh, yeah, man, like I try to give people all the information I can, but I'm not going to do their work for them. So, you know, like just do your research. That's all. And I mean, you don't have to have, you don't have to have a lot of skill. Like I had no skill. I, I just think you have to have a good idea. And if you get, and the problem with that is if you think you have a good idea, ask around and see if other people see what their thoughts are of it. Cause they're going to give you a complete, um, unbiased opinion. You know, that's fucking stupid or that's cool. Go with it. Who keeps you checked? Uh, Lucy. Yeah. So for the most part, I will design something and then I'll run it by her. And if I get the approval or what needs to change, I'll think of what needs to change and 
most of the time it's, it's, we're on the same page with, with, uh, like, yeah, I'd say most of the time I'll just design something and she'll say, well, what if this goes here? What if that goes there? And, you know, we just go from there and I'll pass it off to the crew and see what they think of it. And most of the times they're just very supportive anyways. But if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Probably fucking dead. Come on, dude. I, so, okay. So I never planned my life past 30. Oh, I, uh, I turned 31 next week on Sunday. Oh, happy birthday. Thanks. I usually don't <laughs> tell people my birthday because I fucking hate birthdays. Well, this will get released probably in like three or four weeks and so no one will be able to reverse engineer. Only I'll be able to do the math. I'll keep it. I'll keep it under wraps. If anyone wishes me a happy birthday in the future, I'm going to fucking kill you. That's the worst. Sometimes you- Wait, find, I'm not allowed to threaten people in Canada. I forgot. Yeah, you're fine. All right. You're okay. But the, you want to find out who your friends are? Switch your birthday on Facebook. Dude, that was one of my bits. Come maybe, on, actually? Actually, maybe I stole it from someone. Actually, maybe know. you stole it from me. All right, that's fine. I posted in my story a couple of weeks ago. I was like, really? if, you, if you want to see who's really your friend, change your Facebook birthday to today. And if anyone wishes you happy birthday, they're not your friend. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going to go back and see if I saw that. Go to your archive if you can to just see if I'm actually subliminally this guy, stealing this guy's your shit. guys fucking talking about stealing t-shirts. Yeah, no, I'm, well, I'm going to go to like Yuck Yucks after this and do your whole set. It's okay. You'll get no laughs like I Oh, did. come on. How did you get into this? When did you decide to take the plunge? This is a fairly recent development. Uh, well, honestly, a lot of I gotten a lot of feedback from my stories. Yeah, I believe uh, it. Um, a lot of people... I don't think a lot of people enjoy the shitting ones. Those are my favorite ones. Are they? They're my favorite ones. No, well, no. Well, favorite ones are the Seinfeld plates or the Paul Walker plates. Those are by far. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to my sister for that and Ruth. They, uh, <laughs> they got me those plates. And then they got me a second set because they accidentally shipped more. So it worked out better. That's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, and it, the worst part is that they're like plastic. And on the bottom, it says, do not microwave. So I don't even know what they're made of. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's just poison. <laughs> it's just, somehow they made a plate out of asbestos. How do yeah, they do that? That's seriously. incredible. It's like wall insulation or something. Was you nervous the first time you went up? Oh, dude, I was terrified. Really? Yeah. I, uh, so I have like adult, I mean, I think I've had it forever, but ADHD. So yeah. I'm always fidgeting. I'm always playing and I'm always like, I'm, that's, I think that's where a lot of the anxiety comes from is just constant thoughts of like, I don't know. It's always, I always feel like I'm not doing what I could be doing or I should be doing more or, you know what I mean? It's like, we always have these like self doubts and I think that's something consistent with people who are successful because people like how many people you know are complacent right and who probably don't have that hamster wheel spinning in their head i don't i don't leave the house so i don't know yeah well that's probably a good thing because you're going to be surrounded by a bunch of complacent people like i find people who are like uh they have a like a very it's like a critical mind of how they operate in the world are the people who are are operating higher and more like productive in the world than other people because they mm-hmm. don't have that introspection. People who don't have that and don't think about that mm-hmm. think they're fucking awesome. And it's like, dude, you are so you have so much work to do on yourself. Yeah, that like I just think that's a, that's an asset. That's not a. I think that was the biggest thing this year was when, uh, like, when January hit uh, and I moved out and all that stuff, and and Lucy and I moved in. I really had a lot of work to do on myself. And I spent a lot of time working on myself and trying to be who I wanted to be in the world. And I wanted to be somebody who, I wanted to pay it forward any chance I could get. And I still want to do that. And, and that's why I think it's so funny when I go up on stage 
for comedy or something or do an MC at a meet. And uh, people are like, holy shit, that's fucking crude. And, but and they're like, but you're like giving me a shirt off your back. It's like, well, because you would do it for me or you would do it for me. You know, like I just, I don't know. I just, I just want to, I see how the world is, is like you said, walking on eggshells. And I kind of want to let, you know, I kind of just want to go massage everyone's shoulders yeah. and let their shoulders rest and just be like, it's going to be okay. Like you don't have to live in this fear of, of, you know, what to say or what to do. Like, you know, if we all just were ourselves and, you know. What did that process of like inspection or inspection look like for you? Because I think a lot of a lot of people talk about it, right? Self improvement. Yeah. And here's the thing: I don't know if it's like chronological or geographical. Is it? Is this a conversation that everyone our age has, and we're just having it now because it's our turn? And we've, you know, we did the dumb shit as a kid, and yeah. you realize the effect you have on people, and then you realize that oh fuck, maybe I'm the problem. Or is it like just more of a sign of this particular time in history? But the people, the point I'm getting to is people that talk about this are people who are so naive and meek and like just ineffective in the world that it's yeah. not a huge stretch for them to kind of become this, you know, uh, this spiritual sort of enlightened person. It's like, yeah, but dude, I can't relate to you because you've never been punched in the face. Yeah. You know what I mean? You've never done a night in jail. You've yeah. never, you know, you've never sold drugs. You've never seen a gun. It's like, that's not a far trip for you to be enlightened. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what happens if you face adversity? But someone like you, it's like, You've been around the block. You're fucking head to toe in tattoos. You powerlift until you killed yourself. You get up to whatever. You talk shit on the internet. You talk shit in real life. And now for you to take make that journey, be like, okay, now here's the time and here's the steps that I took to get to like a better place. What did that entail? It's going to sound strange, but a lot of it, I think a lot of it was uh, diet, honestly. Really? I really do. Um, well, I mean, I was in a really bad place in like around this time last year, I was, I was not in a good place and, and my diet was reflecting that and my habits were reflecting that. And, and as soon as I was able to kind of pick myself back up and start eating a lot better, um, I, I feel like my brain started to work better. My guts were working better. My body was working better. Everything was kind of responding better and not be like beyond diet, um, Jordan Peterson was a big help. Isn't that crazy? Uh, I was hesitant to bring that up because no, I, I think, know, you know so what? many people are going to, you know, be like, oh, what a fucking asshole. He supports Jordan Peterson. I don't know if they exist, man. And here's the thing with that is I, I think he's mobilized more self-conscious right of center or at least right of far left people than yeah. it's a few that make the most noise. Yeah. I think what he's been able to do is actually liberate a lot of people right to that. To a to a magnitude of to far outweigh the the few that are like we did a full episode mm-hmm. on like Nazis, bigots, oh, transgender. I, I listen, dude, I listen to your podcast while I pack orders. It's, really? It's it's the it's the best part of my day. I go in the garage, I open the door, sun's out, it's fucking freezing. I bundled up, I bring my my computer, I bring my phone, I bring my speaker, I put it on and I fucking just get to work. It's <laughs> no the shit. best. I, That's the best the compliment best. we've ever received. Yeah, man. And I just fucking sit there and laugh because you guys are ridiculous. But I was like, I mean, I'll get on a normal Tuesday morning, I'll get like seven DMs that say I'm a bigot. I think I only got nine that day. So I was like, huh. 
Not bad. Maybe there's more people out there because it's. I get that every day from my stories, anyway. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, but I think it's a conversation like that. A lot of people avoid is the level of influence that he's had. Yeah. On guys like us who otherwise wouldn't be influenced by people who talk on this space. Like Sam Harris has been around forever. Yeah. Right. And if you've gone down the rabbit hole, Brett Weinstein is he's kind of new or whatever. Ben Shapiro has been around forever. Yeah. Uh, uh, Chris Hitchens is here and gone, right? Yeah. And so, like, if you really look into it, this conversation has been had a million times over, yeah. and but never said in a way that reached fucking two bearded, tattooed, you know, wannabe powerlifters. Yeah. But like, there's nothing on the internet that I haven't seen from him. Yeah. What well, was it that, specifically? Well, I think that I think what I want to say before that is anyone who you know thinks they know what he's about to at least go watch a video and give him a chance because I think there's a huge misconception of, you know, this enforced monogamy thing. That's what people fucking are hanging on to forever. And, you know, what is marriage? I bet you half my shit. I love you forever. Well, <laughs> well, well, let's, let's be real for a second. Yeah. Marriage, when you enter into marriage into law, is that not enforced? By law, yeah. is that not enforced monogamy? All right, we're done here. Yeah, perfect. Don't have to get bent out of shape. I'm probably wrong. I don't no, know fucking anything. I, people are going to hear what they want to hear, man, and that's what it is. It's like, you and they're going to take it how they want to take it. And again, like one of the things I try not to talk about is anything political. A because I don't know what I'm talking about, and B I don't want to have that discussion because all we all we do now is is identify ourselves by our political agenda and i think it's fucking stupid you can't see people for who they are it's like oh you're a lefty well fuck you or you're a righty you're a fucking nazi and it's like why can't we just be fucking people who have differing opinions and we can live together in this world and we can work together in this world and you know like but i think people are so lacking in substance that i mean it's fine we, we joked about this earlier like hey we're just going to talk about keto for three yeah. hours right yeah. but that's a that's a group. That's an that's a group identity, right? People are so lacking in substance. They need that something. They need something, yeah. and that's like I got it in high school. Like, dude, I had hair down on my ass, yeah. and I had like seventeen Metallica T-shirts and electric guitar. Mm -hmm. That was my keto. Yeah. But then, like, I grew out of it. Like, because here's the thing, and this is this is interesting, because you know, you got hurt powerlifting. You don't really actually. I think I got hurt. I think I got hurt kickboxing. Okay. I I, I really don't know what the catalyst was yeah but i don't blame you know what it was it was it was so much anti-rotational movement and then going into rotations i think and my point being is like you never identified as one thing that's what makes transitioning really easy like when you a lot of athletes struggle with this my wife struggled with this mm -hmm. like she was prepping for the sochi olympics she got hurt didn't make the yep. team she was in vancouver in 2010 yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like you know when you have to dedicate yourself to that level it can be hard to find another identity mm -hmm. and it's like what happens when the research comes out on keto or what happens when you know if your group identity on the left goes goes to goes further left and you're not left enough anymore yeah. and that was where you hung your hat as far as like your personality and that's how you made decisions you just suitcased everything in with mm -hmm. what the what the crowd was doing how did you remain independent to any sort of like label or tie? Uh, I don't know. I, uh, I mean, I always, I always liked identifying as a powerlifter. Uh, not as much in the recent years because it's just seems like it's. What I, does it mean now? Uh, 
Like, all right, so here's, here's the scene. Oh, fuck. You're on the gram. You're on the toilet. You're on the gram. You just recorded a really loud one. It's on the story. You're scrolling through. Someone sent you a message. They got the Wilkes. They got the, the best gym lifts yeah. in, in the profile. They got the best competition lifts total and their Wilkes. Looking for sponsors in the thing. Where does that, because you've been around for, how long have you been around powerlifting for? I think I've been actively competing for eight years now. Okay. I think. I mean, was Instagram even a thing back then? Yeah, only when you could post photos though. Oh, that was pre-video days. Yeah. So okay. I remember I remember the first time I went elite, I had to post a screen. I was a four-piece uh, picture. Yeah. So I had to post myself in the hole of the squat, the bench on my chest, the deadlift at the top, and then my medal. And I think I, it's still up on there. It's probably from, uh, it's back from like 2011. I'm going to go back and find it. That'll, yeah. be, that'll, that'll be the cover. And, it, and the it was obviously like only 1% of powerlifters ever reach this status. What weight know? class did you go? You're that 90, was uh, 198. 198? Yeah. Yeah. What was the total? Uh, Come on, it should be in your bio, man. I think Elite at the time was 1455 and yeah. I hit 1474. Did you ever see the pendulum swinging back to the point where powerlifting is no longer trendy or cool? And yes. Like, soon. You do? Really? Yes. What will be the catalyst to that? I see so many people now, uh, and I guess this includes myself, but a lot of people switching from powerlifting to martial arts. Why? Because powerlifting's hard. There's a hundred percent injury rate in powerlifting. There's a hundred percent injury rate in almost every sport, but they haven't experienced it yet. Yeah. So until you experience slipping a disc, powerlifting, or tearing a bicep, or this and that, then you know some people have the drive to keep going. Others will say, oh, you know, maybe I'll do kickboxing. It's there's no weights that's gonna you know, or maybe I'll do uh, Muay Thai or something and. I don't know. If you could make one change in the like cultural perception of powerlifting, what would it be? I don't know. Okay, if you get to make 17 changes, I'm not going to make you pick just one. Changes? Like the social media presence. If there's one thing that you could do away with and like bring it back to like maybe the more pure days of well, even eight, 10 years ago. Instagram just added this new feature called Hide. What where you f- can hide people's stories oh, and posts and everything without having to unfollow That's them. That's so vain. Or well, you like for you don't even have to have people that you follow. You can hide their stories and this and that. But I'll like, and obviously you can block people. So what I. This is going to sound bad. What I usually do is I go on my explore and anything that's not relevant to me, I'll just block those people. So like Brad Castleberry, for example, I don't know you. I never want to know you. You don't even own a t-shirt. Fuck you. I'm blocking you. Yeah. You know, like uh, Bradley Martin, you're probably a cool guy. I don't know you. I don't like your stupid posts. I'm going to block you. If we meet one day, maybe I'll unblock you. I don't know. But like... All this shit is not relevant to my life. It's not benefiting me in any way. It's making me dumber and it's wasting my time. So I, my Instagram is basically my friends and a couple other people that I can interact with every now and then. And that's it. My Instagram, I don't use my Instagram often. I'll, I'll pull out my phone, make a video. I'll post it to my Instagram and I'll leave it. Do you feel like it's been a net positive for powerlifting? Instagram or social media? Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, think, I think it's helped expose the sport a little bit more, but I think CrossFit was the big one for really? exposing powerlifting, in my opinion, yeah. Now, I'll go back as far. Like, I think CrossFit owns a huge debt of gratitude to bodybuilding. 
Like I think in lifting. What sense? Well, I just think anyone that first stepped into a gym in the last forty years, I think, should tip a hat and bow down to Arnold because yep. he created that. Like he was like the Greg Glassman. Well, I suppose Joe Weider had a hand in it as well, but like I think, and I've been guilty of this too. Like looking at CrossFit and going, "Wow, how many people spun off into powerlifting from CrossFit?" And I think from that was they were the first ones to start posting their their workouts on the internet. Mm-hmm. I think that they were the ones like, well, how do you know you're at a CrossFit workout? Or how do you know you're done your CrossFit workout? Mm-hmm. Well, you're on Facebook or whatever. Now it's still commonplace. But I think a catalyst to that, like bringing exercise to the mainstream, it's like has to be bodybuilding. Yeah. I just think what... Well, it's the, it's the one thing that everyone knows is is in every gym. Yeah. You know, there's always that that bodybuilder, that big guy, or, you know, that just... Somebody who embellishes what you think bodybuilding is. You know, somebody who doesn't know you would look at you and be like, man, that's a huge bodybuilder. You know, people don't have to know you're a powerlifter. They already make that association because of your muscles, right? So I think I agree with you in that sense that bodybuilding has played a big role in it. But did you get into, did you hear what CrossFit did with the transgender stuff? No. So in 2014, they got slapped with a lawsuit against a transgender woman so a guy who is now a girl okay who wanted to compete against other girls okay and they weren't, weren't allowed to compete okay they've since reversed it in the last year and they're going to have like a, a different division or they're going to accommodate this okay. what's your take on that because i mean you are far from pc but you also like hey you know do your thing whatever makes you happy like yeah. you're not by any means as long as it's not impacting your life and do whatever you want what would be your take on that? Like, because I, I mean, drugs and sports, transgender and sports, if you want to, you can't have both, mm-hmm. right? Like, if someone's trying to change hormones and become a different gender identity or, or um, gender expression or even a different sex, drugs are going to be involved. Yeah. What's your take on it? Uh, well, for me, it really stems like the, the, the biggest issue for me is the drugs and sports. I think that should be removed altogether. Really? I think drugs and sports are, I think it's a stupid thing that most people waste their time on. That, you know, I think it takes away from the actual sport itself. Is this sport across the board or just power? Sports across the board. Really? Just let it go. I'm talking everything's the XFL. Baseball, football. Man, let people do whatever the fuck they want to do. They're going to do it anyways. Yeah. The, the, whether they get caught or not, it doesn't fucking matter. Because that's the thing. Like, we, so marijuana just got legalized in Canada. Yeah, right? buddy. I, I, I don't smoke. Never. Part- I, br- I brought you so much. Did you actually? No, I did. Okay. All right. I was going to say, I thought you'd be a little bit better at that. But like, I always, and I forget who I've heard this from. Um, like heroin is illegal. Yeah. If heroin was legal tomorrow, I wouldn't be like, oh. I'll have a heroin. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's not stopping me from doing anything. And yeah. maybe there's drugs I do take that are legal. Yeah. I'm not saying anything. But it, I still procure or am able to procure them and take them if I so choose, right? So I just think, at what well, point does the sanctity of the sport come into play? Or has it been so rampant in sports this entire it's, time? It's been there. Yeah. Everyone, like, some people turn a blind eye and other people try to expose it. So based on that fact alone, it's still there. Like the underlying issue is that it's there. So how do you address it in powerlifting? Because like, I mean, we- Well, now now that it, now, like if you look in powerlifting without drugs, there's an elitist attitude 
connotated with it now, you know, like yeah. I don't need drugs to be strong. I can be strong naturally. You know, it's got a negative connotation to it. It's like, that's great for you. You know, some people don't choose to do that because they just want to be stronger or recover better or, you know, whatever the excuse may be, why do you care? If you can be strong without them, then why don't you try to be stronger than that person who's on them? And if you beat them, that's pretty fucking embarrassing. No, what's worse is the people who preach that rhetoric but are actually on drugs. Yeah. Like everybody. You think? No, not everybody. What percentage of you, like, you look across the podiums, they just had uh, USAPL nationals. You're looking across the podium. Uh, how, what percent of podium winners or finishers or whatever you want to call them in that nationals do you think are on drugs? In the USAPL? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, uh, to be honest, I don't really pay much attention to those events, which is funny because I have such an opinion about them. But like I didn't watch, I watched Daniela on, yeah, yeah. Uh, on nationals and she killed it. Um, but that's really it. If I had to give a number, I'd say a lot more than people think. Yeah. I think I couldn't put a number on it, but I think, I think a lot of people would be very surprised at who is on. Not saying I know from experience, but I don't know. There's a lot of big dudes in the IPF who smell like diabetes <laughs> and insulin has a smell yeah and that's the thing if it looks like a duck and it squat benches and deads like a fucking duck i don't need to be a goddamn chemist to tell you i can go in there i could i could do the drug testing you come here yeah you here right now it's like it's yeah. it's clear as day right like for me well, I, just, I think that they like i think with any sport i think they have people who represent their country in a very positive way and i think they'll do what needs to be done to make sure those people are exempt from, you know, certain drug tests. Like, I don't know. When was the last time Ray Williams was drug tested? I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's, it's I'm, a valid I'm not question. saying he's on, but he's a, a giant face of powerlifting for SBD, for USA. So, you know, he would be the main target you think that people would go to. If it wasn't a volatile sport. Exactly. You can put Jeter's head on a chopping block. Guess what? You know, the, the next two hours, whenever the fucking next baseball game is, because yeah. there's a thousand of these fucking things a year, yeah. people are still going to tune in, yeah. right? You can go after Jeter, you can go after Bonds, you can put McGuire in front of the fucking Senate, you can, you know, you can have uh, Canseco outing everyone and their mother, Victor Conte naming names, and then baseball's still going to exist. Well, I mean, like, even if you look at that whole debacle, if you want to call it that, um, that basically saved baseball, you know, baseball was at that time not doing so hot. And then Canseco and, and McGuire and those guys, they were, they saved baseball, I think. Think, look at how many people it brought in. Look at the revenue it brought in because these guys were just going above and beyond. Well, I think of Tiger Woods in the same way. Tiger Who Woods. gives a fuck about golf? I do because this guy's got 17 Swedish models and his wife is throwing a nine iron through the back of his Escalade. That's the most exciting, other than John Daly. It's the most exciting thing to happen to golf since Happy Gilmore. Yeah, and when you when you bring up golf, for example, to bring up the like a uh, a part of uh, bigger, stronger, faster. You know, they're talking about Tiger Woods's uh, vision. 
vision. Oh my god, I'm gonna stop making hand gestures. Yeah, please. He's fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. He's like um, thirty twenty or however that works. Twenty thirty. I don't know what it is, but I mean that's a that's a considered a performance enhancement. You know, there's a lot of things that can be an, an abnormally high testosterone ratio could be considered a performance enhancement. There's too many factors to really gauge. You know, it's like your testosterone is higher than mine and we're both natural, but you need to bring yours down. So it's a fair playing field. When, when has life ever been a fair playing field? When has sports, if sports was a fair playing field, nobody would fucking win. Why would we play sports? We play to win because it's unfair for one team and fair for the other because they're better and the other team's fucking worse. Well, I mean, that's where it's all going, right? Like kids now, kids playing hockey don't keep score. It's like you taught them to count they're going to know, right? Like, there's no fucking way. But that's the thing. It's like they want to hurt. They want to protect everyone's feelings. If my kid came home from hockey and was like, I was like, how'd you do? And he'd be like, oh, we, it was great, but we didn't keep score. I'd probably have to strangle him. Yeah. Teach him a lesson that you can lose. And you can lose your life. Yeah, well, there you when go. When I strangle you. Yeah, seriously. No, not actually. I don't want to condone that. That's, this is where it gets tricky because... For people who don't know who I am, they're like, oh, this guy's like a rape enabler. And I don't know. I don't know who your fucking listeners no, are. No, and that's the thing, man. With the feedback I got on like the, <laughs> I think the title was like, like transgender Nazi rape. Ra- rape, <laughs> rape Nazis, something. It was episode 85. Was it actually? I think that's so, That's yeah. so funny. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fact check you on that. But like the feedback we got was like, I got a lot of people saying like, I feel the same way. I would just be afraid to voice my opinion. Thank you for doing this episode. Because yeah. it's like, Again, like talk about what they do. Don't talk about who they are. And I think that's, a, that's an emblematic case of something like that where it's like you can't be, you know, born a man. Testosterone is a performance enhancing drug in one case, mm-hmm. but like it, it's now part of your identity. So now it's okay for you to end CrossFit. The only thing you're going to hurt is yourself, barbell, and the feelings of the girls that you absolutely wipe the floor with, yeah. right? You're at a severe advantage. I have a problem and this is, I have a problem even when it comes to like born male versus born male is when we start talking fighting sports. Mm-hmm. It's one thing for us to, you know, you know, Ray Ray wants to gear up. He doesn't want to gear up. That's fine. The only thing that's going to get hurt is maybe Ray Ray mm-hmm. and the fucking barbell and the 17 IPF spotters who combined can squat half the weight that he's yeah, lifting. Who can't catch a squat anyways. <laughs> I felt bad, man. Kelly Branton a couple of years ago at Worlds overseas. That. That was a fight. Kelly is a monster. He's yeah. such a like. He'd be a large porpoise. Yeah. As far as land mammals go, he has no business walking amongst us. And like these four guys, they couldn't get him back on the rack. Yeah. But the thing is, with is that, our, that's when he like flew out of the rack, and right? he couldn't. Yeah, he couldn't, couldn't get, get his, his arm, arm out, out and yeah. they couldn't get it underneath. And it's like you know, yeah. I love when people give you know, boss of bosses will run the mono. Yeah. But we won't have the straps. Yeah. Well, it's funny enough in uh, WPC, if you are going for a world record, the straps have to be removed. I think that's the dumbest. So if you're going for the heaviest weight, the heaviest weight ever, you know, human who walks this earth and competed in this bed is going for a world record. Yeah. And you'll get somebody who's fucking multiply probably. Oh yeah. So you have like 1300 pounds for four inches and then maybe another. And then on the floor. (laughs) I just think um, when it comes to like the IPF and drug testing and, um, why don't they? Why don't they save the money they spend on drug testing and actually pay the spotters and loaders to get actual good people? So I heard the other day that at uh, at nationals, 
uh, each spotter and loader and volunteer was supposed to get $50 per oh. day uh, and also get a hotel and food accommodations. And apparently none of that was followed through. People vote with their dollars though, right? Must be nice. Well, that's, but that's, a, I mean, whether that's, you know, the success of your company, like I would imagine, and I, I think you're too humble to admit it, but I would say your personal presence online is probably a big driver of your business. Oh, you, I hope not. No, I think oh, it's God. true, man. No, I would, I I would venture a guess that a lot of people, like just like I was surprised when rape Nazi transgender episode was so positively received and you know you do it with tact and you do it with timing and you do it with like consideration of yep. like the actual individual who might hear this who is of one of those yep. subcategories yep. but people want to hear that and they're happy to support people who i don't want to say have the balls because let's let's be serious in this social justice landscape no one's courageous no no you know what like that's as much courage as it takes to fucking cook bacon with your shirt off like that's like it's not it's not a i'm pretty courageous then yeah right well so is i mean burnt but courageous exactly i got the scars to prove it and so does caitlin jenner but it's in this world like people so does the person he killed (laughs) yeah people are so quick to forget that what i love about that That, that's my biggest complaint about about the jenner is like Women of the, woman of the year. It's like that's great, good for you, but like you fucking killed someone and it was swept under the rug. And my know. thing with that, like the women of the year thing, that because feminists are a marginalized group. Did you see that meme by the way? To interrupt, no, I like, didn't. Do tell. A, it's a. I didn't make this just to clarify, <laughs> okay. but it's a picture of uh, Caitlyn Jenner, and it said, uh, "Even men do. Even men can be better at." being women than women can. That was the point I was going to make. Yeah, yeah, sorry. But the interesting thing about that is like, because feminism, feminism is a marginalized group and then, you know, the LGBT, what's... LGBTQ. What, what's, what's Q now? That, is that a new one? Queer. But isn't that kind of wrapped up in the first couple? So I believe, uh, so I believe queer is, is uh, different from... That non-binary? Yes. Okay, or cool. or uh, there's fluidity in it. But I think it's different from bisexual. Okay. I could be mistaken. But uh, yeah, I don't want anyone to hold it to me. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I believe it's, I believe it's I got queer. You. Anyways. And, and I'm not saying that in a condescending way. No, it's the technical term. Yes. I just think it's- I'm a, just afraid to say anything. Any, like, uh, it's you, funny because some days I am and some days I'm not. Yeah, like, I'm trying to get you off the rails. I'm trying to get you just fucking ranting and raving. I don't want Because pe- you do it You do it so much, because people will say, like, they'll listen to the first 20 minutes of the podcast, because yeah. that's when I'm teeing off about, I don't know, balls on a truck, or like, what, what, oh, whatever. Oh, I love the, that. That's the so, big metal ball? That's so weird. Yeah, and like the eyelashes on the front of the car, have you seen those? I've seen those, oh, yeah. Because that's like definitely a female, and it's definitely on a neon. And then, yeah. but the amount of detail that were on these fucking balls was incredible. Like yeah. there was like a steel vein that ran through Ooh. it. I was like, this is someone, this is craftsmanship. Did they put like horse hairs in it too? Could you imagine? I don't that know. I didn't good. get that close. I didn't know how to look at it anymore. Cause it's like, I don't know how to feel. I don't know how to feel about this. Like it's just steel, but it's yeah. like, I know what that's. It's like uh, in Superbad where the kid just couldn't stop drawing dicks. Yeah. Yeah. I just, oh, I don't know. But people say that they just listen to the first 20 minutes of the podcast. Then once they start talking like hip anatomy, they're like, well, fuck this. They're out. That's how I feel when I watch your stories. Is like, well, just because when you tee off, it's like you just so It's as if you don't realize, wait, Buffett, we could hear you. 
because it's just you and your phone in the middle of the woods pretending to be Steve Irwin confusing ducks for alligators or something like that. Yeah. Uh, there's not much thought to it, really. It's just, like, again, if I can just bring a smile to someone's face, my day's done. That's it. Now, do you worry about those that you have the opposite effect on? No, because they never message me. Really? Never. No one's engaged you? Never. Well, interesting. I've had full-on debates. Me and Hayden actually had a... And like, I, I'm, I, 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 this is not an invitation, but I, if somebody was... Well, okay, for example, on Bacon and Barbells, uh, I get a guy who sends me a lot of uh, PETA videos or torture really? videos. I and, never even considered and, that as like an offensive... Well, like subtopic. Well, and I mean, and every time he sent some stuff, obviously I'm not going to watch it because it's fucking awful. And it's not like out of sight, out of mind. I know that shit's going on, but like, I don't want to fucking see that. Yeah. But like, he'll just send me stuff all the time. And, and I, you know, the, last week I, uh, I responded, I finally responded back. Because the last couple of times I'm like, hey man, like, I know this is horrible. It sucks that this is happening. You know, I'm not for it, but... You know, so finally he sent me a couple last week, and I was like, "Look, man, like, it's a fucking name of a company. It's a word. It's a fucking word. Like, that's it. Like, it doesn't mean I'm a monster. It doesn't mean I beat fucking pigs over the head with a baseball bat. You know, like, what are you doing besides sending me fucking videos on Instagram? Well, it's like, go out signaling. and get something, or go out and do. You know, go shut down one of these fucking farms, or like, you know, you're just Again, it's just, it's a waste of fucking time. And I think people are really good at wasting their time nowadays. I mean, do you run across like other acts of virtue signaling like that? Or is that something just unique to bacon and barbells? Like when, because the things you talk about are fairly polarizing or they can be to the, to the wrong ears. You, you made a rape joke. No one said anything. Uh, well, again, it, in context, it was in comedy. Yeah. Right? So. Sure. And I think anytime like, it's a joke, the context should be laid out. Like, you don't go to a comedy club expecting, like, you know, master's level dissertations on social issues of du jour. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. But no backlash? Uh, not there. Would you be afraid to do that joke somewhere? Because that, that was what? Yuck, that was a Hamilton? Yeah, I was at Yuck Yucks. Okay. Yeah. If if you were to go, if you well, were to come, well, up, I mean, like to be to be fair, I filmed it and I put it on my Instagram. And okay. There was still no backlash, you know, and I think for people who know me, know that's not what I'm about. Yeah. You know, I think people who really know who I am know what I'm about and what I want to do in the world, and I don't think that stuff is is holding me back from doing what I want to do. Yeah. It's merely making an observation of what goes on in the world. And it's abrasive, you know? Because, like, when I... My, my style is obviously a little bit more abrasive. You've, you've watched my stories. Yes, yeah. yeah, I've known you for quite some time yeah. now. And people who know me know that that's it. But, you know, at the same time, it's, it's not a reflection of how I really feel. And I think that's why I like it I like doing it because it's pushing the boundaries of maybe what's appropriate and what's not. But at the same time, it's also making people think 
You know, it's not like, oh, rape, ha, ha, ha. It's, you know, there's a story behind it. There's a catch to it. There's a punchline to it. There's some intellect to it. You have to think about it. You have to jumble, you know? What's the process for that? Like, I mean, this is something that you're going to be pursuing, I hope. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, like, sitting down to write a t-shirt, it's like, all right, we're going to roll some J's. Hey, Lucy, you like this? What do you think? Now move that there. All right, cool. I like this. It's a maroon. Fuck you. I'm not doing it in black. Yeah. What's the creative process when it comes to writing jokes? Because there's so much, you know, verbal uh, laser avoiding that you have to do when it comes to walking these fine lines and framing it with the timing and the context to use abrasive issues and get people to laugh at things that otherwise they might not laugh at. What's that process been so far? A lot of the a lot of the jokes I talk about have a more significant meaning than people think. So it's I don't like telling long stories. I like to tell very short quips. And I like to play on words a lot. So for example, I opened up the other day saying, I forgot to take my Ritalin today, so I just rented a Ford Focus instead. <laughs> Stupid. Yeah. Right? But it gets a laugh. Yeah. And then it's on to the next one. You don't have to think about it too much or you don't have to do this, you don't have to do that. It's it's again, it's just really feeling out like what what's appropriate and what's not. And then you subtract and add from there. So basically like when I did my first time, I just I had a Twitter account, a secret Twitter account that nobody can see. Really? Private. But yeah. It's yeah. And I just write every, every single thing I've thought over the last 10, 12 years. Yeah, give or take. Uh, I wrote it, wrote it down. If I thought it was funny, I would pull stuff from there. And so the, some of these jokes are from when I was like 20 years old. No shit. Yeah. That, f- that Ford Focus one was from like when I was like 22. So this, on my way to, I actually remember I was on my way to school. The fact that you have a memory where you can recount, well, I suppose it was written down. Yeah. So does, does anyone follow this Twitter account? Mm, not anymore. Really? So it's just. I took, so I had, I had one that I was writing them on and I was like, oh, somebody might steal these. These are good. And they aren't good. Uh, so I just copied them, put them on another account and then deleted that one. How do you balance now moving forward? Like, is this something you're going to pursue? Well, now the company's done because it's a podcast, so. You'd be, I hope, all right, because we've talked about you guys in the past. <laughs> and I think now, honestly, I think the people that listen to us, like, if they still fucking listen and I ramble and yell out of my ass for 20 minutes as some sort of weird psychotherapy and Jordan just sits, Jordan's left the room before. Yeah. Jordan's just been like, oh, fuck. And you can hear him just like, that's amazing. Put the microphone down and just like walk out of the room. Like, hey, you need anything? That's the you best. You need anything? I'm going to get some coffee. I think we need some batteries. I'm going to 7-Eleven and I'll walk back in. And another thing. He's <laughs> just, so if they could listen to that, I mean, I think we're kind of cut from the same, same cloth a little bit when it comes to rubbing people up the wrong way. If you're listening, baconandbarbells.co right now. Do you still have the lift heavy shirts? Yeah. Okay, good. I get so many fucking messages. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I wore it for a YouTube video once and the, I did it for another podcast and they'll like maybe once a week ask me like, hey, where'd you get that shirt again? I was like, can you just copy this link and put it somewhere? I actually haven't printed that one in a long time, but uh, I'm going to be reprinting that one again for Black Friday. Really? Yeah. Okay, Black Friday is the it's uh, Friday of November. November 24th. All right. We'll so I'm make doing, sure this gets up before then. I'm doing a whole new collection for Black Friday. <gasps> All black. No. All black items. Stop it. Yeah. That's, that's my go-to. The Johnny Cash look. The man in black. Yeah. That's what people want. That's what they I'll, want. I try to do colors. I try to get creative. People just want black. 
Do you like find that? This one, I brought you this one. Yeah. Actually, you can open this if you want. I can open it yeah, now. Yeah. Oh, I wish I did the. So does, you, does you are a 2X, right? I am a 2X. Okay, good. I will forever be. I tried so to So these are long sleeves. These are the softest oh. fucking long sleeves you'll ever wear. So I figured because it's so goddamn cold. It was fucking snowing on my drive here today. Come on. What the hell? So what that, are these? That's a suede cotton. How do you how do you find this stuff? You like gotta fly to like Silk Road in Pakistan or something? Don't even or? worry about it. All right. How many is this? Is this blood cotton? Like blood no, diamonds? No, no. All right. I'll, I'll wear this at Swiss. But for example, that one's like a like a rust color. Yeah. Like a green on rust. That one did well, but then you do something like I did a purple, like a heathered purple one. I think I gave you. I was like, man, I fucking love this shirt so much. Heathered yeah. purple, it's great. Yeah, it's like the pale purple one that Paul O'Neill thinks he has big biceps. Yeah. Like, Get the fuck out of here, yeah. Paul. People, people are just like, oh, purple, I can't wear purple. Is it? That's another one, just in black. Well, I'm still going to open it. Okay, cool. All right, I'm not going to wear it. It's I'm, just a different logo. I'm ruining it for me. Sorry. You must I'm, have I'm, the worst yeah. fucking Christmases. Just like, oh, it's this. It's this. I appreciate that, man. I really wish I had this on video. I, I, I figure it's a nice little... Like uh, dress down. You obviously probably wouldn't train in it, but if you ever, like I find now in this cold weather, I just put them on and party. There's more in there too. Oh my God. There's lots it's of stuff. Just, it just keeps going. Yeah, buddy. So that's the ammonia. So you can hand that out to the guys at the gym if yeah. you want. That's a collab I did with uh, Forest City Barbell. So he's, uh, so basically when we were talking about earlier about how uh, I never really had a chance when I started the company, I didn't have anyone to kind of, bounce ideas off of or anything like that. Travis came to me and was like, hey man, will you try my product? And I was like, of course, man, no problem. Tried it, I was like, dude, this is awesome. I wanna help you grow. So we did a collab. There's another one in there. Jesus Christ, man. There's actually a lot of stuff oh, in there. Christ. All right, I'm just gonna, careful. I gotta shout out the- Careful, careful. There's what? glass in there. Is there? Oh my God. Yeah. So that's the, that's the Lift Heavy Ammonia. So that's the collab we did with Travis because yeah. I wanna help try to get his products moving a little bit more. Because not many people know about this. No, not a lot of people know not about many, this. Are there's, you, there's are you, are you sitting on this? Uh, no, it's in, it's in about 20 shops. There, actually, that was not supposed to be in there. That's a yeah. dildo. <laughs> well, I mean, um, we had Greenfield on. We know how that yeah. goes. Oh, so, that's, yeah. so I think that's it, yeah. Yeah. So that's the original uh, beard balm and beard oil scents. So it, that stuff's in about 20 different locations now in Canada, I think. This isn't something that you ever like, put out. like Promote? To the extent that bacon and barbells. Uh, I honestly, I've, I found that trying to like, again, when I go back to talking about Chrissy, I have no idea how she runs so many companies, Yeah. but I find it, I found it very overwhelming to try to post for bacon and barbells and post for Royal city so often that it was, uh, I was just getting too concerned about it you know so how many tabs do you have on your bottom of your instagram page tabs like you can scroll back and forth between different accounts uh five i think yeah that's overwhelming do you do any like um so i have a couple i don't have like lurker accounts but i have like other accounts so i have uh i have like another character like a did, did you ever see sports fan what no it's, oh fuck do people know this is you well, okay, so... Do they know? <laughs> well, so, it, okay, when Snapchat had, like, uh, that we, like weird face filter... Yeah. Um, this, this story actually goes back kind of far. So if anyone wants to go on it, it's uh, at sportfan87 okay. for Instagram. So the whole premise of this character is he's got a weird 
like it's got that Instagram filter. So yeah. the, the character doesn't exist anymore because they removed that filter. Oh, bummer. So I just don't fucking worry about it. So there, I think there's like 30 or 40 posts about it. But the whole point of the character is that he really likes sports, but he knows nothing about it. So all my observations about sports are, are absurdly wrong. Like, like team names and players and, you know, there was, who was that guy on uh, Toronto who got traded from Toronto? Mujumbo? Does that who? fucking ring a bell? Uh, is this the fake made up guy? Well, no, he's a real guy. Let me try to find his name. How long ago was this? This was actually like last year, I think. But uh, McDavid? No, he's, no, he's got some weird name. I don't know, man. It's, there's I, 52 posts on on the sports fan page, and then there's, and then I have this other one called Jordy's Brain, and that's really just uh, like stupid shit that I post, and it's got three posts. So like, like you've seen like my mugs and stuff, right? Like I make all those stupid mugs. Yeah, yeah. So like maybe the drugs. Yeah, yeah. So, like, with the mugs and stuff, and, like, I make all these stupid T-shirts, a lot of people ask to have them made. So I have this separate account that I will make certain things for. Yeah. Um, but I haven't actually made anything yet because I don't want to. Well, now, so the sport fan, this kind of, like, highlights a bit of a trend because you, you talk about some of, like, I mean, you've created a lot of, like, characters with your Instagram story. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this is like a, like a running trend. How long have you been doing that for? Like improving like your Steve Irwin in the bushes or your, well, that, your that David one, character? That one started last week. It, honestly, man, like it all, it all really starts. This is going to sound so weird. It just starts when it happens. You but know? like going back, like is this something that you were always doing like as a kid? Like were you always oh, kind of riffing no. like this? No, no really? No. What was the catalyst? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. I, I couldn't tell you. I think sports fan was the, the first one. Was yeah. the second one have a day, but like it was always the wrong. What, what was the, because that was the first time I started noticing like this is fucking hilarious. Because I'd be like, wait, it's not Tuesday. Yeah. It's Sunday. Uh, have a day is fairly new. So the have a day guy, he's just, again, it's like, it's playing on like stupidity and confusion and, and cause I'll get people who DM me and be like, it's Monday. And I'd be like, come on. Yeah. That's the punchline. Punch yeah. yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, again, it's just anything that I think would make someone laugh without having to be aggressive or you know or say something controversial yeah. i'd say like 90 percent of the time i say stuff that's just inane bullshit yeah. you know and people are like oh that's funny you know maybe not i don't know i think it's hilarious now like what's what's coming up for the company when's the next release what's going on with royal city what's the comedy like what's the rest of the year look like fuck uh <laughs> So the rest of the year, we have a bunch more meets. We have, uh, so Bacon and Barbells will be at the hybrid deadlift only meet. Hey! December 15th. Spoiler alert. Uh, have they announced? Oh, it'll be announced by the time yeah. this goes up. Uh, November 24th, which is Black Friday, we have a EPC season finale, Elite Powerlifting Canada. They're a CPL affiliate. A couple buddies of mine, the Polo Brothers. They're just a bunch of fucking gems. They're, they're massive. They're just the 
the greatest. Yeah, I've heard they're nothing. Gr- but they're the things. greatest guys. They're so nice, and they're doing a lot for the sport of powerlifting, and they really truly love it, and they really truly want to give back to the sport. And yeah, so we have that, and we have a big release coming out uh, Black Friday. We're gonna do all black products, so black sweaters, joggers, shirts, uh, beanies, all that stuff, because everyone hates color hates anything that's not a black tea so and then what else man comedy comedy um i'm trying to do as many sets as i can uh because right now it's not funny so (laughs) would you say you bombed no okay well so so you're doing all right well i mean the thing with that is like i don't care how i do i know i know that sounds weird i think the whole thing of it is to get up and to say what i want to say and 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 do it i don't care if people laugh or not i know that's the whole point of comedy it's you know i can kind of compare it to powerlifting in the sense when you're on the platform and you're going up for your lift and you know there's a lot of people around you there's a lot of noise but you don't fucking notice it you know i don't hear people laugh i don't see people when i'm doing it and uh you know i don't really care how it turns out that's the thing i i'm not gonna I don't think I'll ever be a famous comedian, so. But that's that's such a freedom to have because I feel like the anxiety of that like stifles a lot of creativity, right? Yeah, and to go back to what we were talking about before, I think doing I've been doing way more things uh, out of my comfort zone that has really given me an opportunity to see what I'm to see what I'm made of in a sense, you know. Like I remember the first time I I did comedy the guy came up to me and I, I was like, Hey man, I'm really excited. I knew who he was. I'm really excited to see you. He's like, Oh, it's your first time. Eh? He's like, yeah. He's like, just remember that 99% of people don't have the balls to come up here. And I was like, you know what? That's fucking sick. Yeah. I'm going to go fucking crush this. And I like to think that I did, you know, I remembered my lines and didn't have to use my phone too much. And, but again, at the same time, that's, you can play that into however you want. Yeah, right? we're part of the shtick, I guess. Yeah, it's right? like, oh, I fucking forgot my line. That's a, that could be a joke to some people. When's the next show? Uh, I'm hoping uh, November 22nd in Hamilton at Zyla's Bar. Okay. Um, sometime in December, perhaps. Like I said, I'm, I'm just trying to see. I, I don't even know where there are clubs. Like a lot of breweries do, do uh, like mic nights and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I got to make more funny friends because they know where all this stuff is, but. I don't think you'll have any issues with that. Man, it's, uh, when you, when you meet a group of people who make you fucking laugh like nothing, it's, it's unreal. It's so much inspiration. Really? Oh yeah. It's a being in, like being in a room with a bunch of stronger guys. Yeah. Like, I want to know everything. Yeah, I guess. And, like, know, they, like, they don't have any secrets. They're just strong. Similar experience for you? Like walking up on stage like as far as i mean i use powerlifting as an outlet yep like i'd be it'd be in a weird like i'd want to be in jail like uh, straight up yeah and i think I a lot just, of us would yeah i think it's it's just the it's the underpinning of the mindset that says oh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep going until something rips off the bone yeah. like okay there's something wrong with you yeah do you get a similar kind of because you because again you don't care when you're on the platform you don't care if people laugh you're just kind of doing it for yourself do you get, do you find them similar in like the fact that all eyes on you? Yeah, but I also don't look at them, so I don't think that all eyes are on me, even though I know it. If that makes sense, it's yeah. almost like a disconnect. Do you find that? 
could you have done comedy like 10 years ago? Or like, did you need powerlifting for the outlet of whatever it is you had to get out at that age? And now comedy is more of like a, 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 a mature version of that? I think I needed to kind of, yeah, I needed to experience powerlifting. I think I needed to grow up a little more. I think, honestly, I think I needed to go through a lot of shit that I went through last year to truly appreciate where I am. And, uh, you know, it's really given me a different outlook on life. I don't know if you remember a lot of my stories from last year. So I just found this, this thing on Instagram, like the archive. Yeah. So yeah, you, dude. you can, so I, the, I honestly, I, so old. I, dude, I've pulled like 20 jokes from there because sure. I watched them again. I'm like, man, that's, that's relevant now still, or something like, you know, along those lines. But like this time last year, I was in, I was just in such a bad spot. Like I watched those videos and I like, I cringe. I hate myself. I was so angry, so, you know, depressed and so not in a good headspace. And I think, I don't think I could have done anything better at that point. Do you see the trend moving forward that this time next year, you'll look back in retrospect on a year gone by and think that the changes have been made even, even further still? I hope so. Really? I hope so. It Dude, scares I, me. Well, I don't ever. Well, not for you, but like just the idea of like change. I don't like change. Well, that's the thing is I think for so long I feared change. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, I, I always wanted to identify as a power lifter. I, I always wanted that title. I wanted people to know I was a power lifter. And if you knew what that was, that was super cool. And now, I, you know, you can call me whatever the fuck you want to call me. What do, what do you say? Because this is always an interesting question I find posing to people who like come on the podcast. What do I say? Well, what do you say when the question gets asked? What do you do? Like if like a 60 year old person comes up to the store, mm. you know, sees the tats, sees the shirt, sees the beard and goes, what do you do for work? What do you tell them? People ask me that all I the time. I could imagine because it's like all the time you're well put together. You're, you're relatively hygienic for the most part, yeah. but you do have the attributes that someone that age would look at and be like, well, this guy's like in a gang or something like that, yeah. but you're beyond polite. Like I think the people at, at, uh, Nando's we were just at like wanted to adopt you <laughs> so like you, you fly in the face of common convention of people who outwardly project themselves a certain way like you subvert people's expectations very quickly mm. but what do you say because you do so many things what do you say when people ask you what do you do my go to is usually I own a clothing company oh okay that's what that I say works. Yeah. or I say if I'm feeling really cocky I'll say I own two companies I'll say, yo, dude, smell that. That's my favorite is this one. A new one? That, is, that is so. That's a little bit of a bomb. Mm. That's a uh, coconut coffee. What? Coconut coffee vanilla. So that's made with coffee butter. Coffee butter is really good to remove scents, and it's so good for your skin. Little plug. Hey, own it, man. Little plug. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring some of this to Big Elvis, my barber. That one's good too. Because I've talked with. I have this. I already gave you one. Arnold's. Oh, that's right. I should have got you another scent. Wait, this might be no. This same one I got. I like this one though. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna. Um, I gave some to Matt Vincent too, but his beard is all over the place. Needs some work. Yeah, it's looks not. like my butt hairs. <laughs> the nice thing is, I'll take pride in the fact that Matt will never listen to this. Matt will be like, "Oh, shout out to podcast with Jordan." I'm not. He's gonna go out of his way to not listen to that. But yeah. Well, let's let's finish with that. Let's pay some bills, man. Where do people find you? Where do they find Royal City? Um, how do the vendors get in contact with you for hosting this stuff? Because I know. I told my barber about this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna give him this because cool. I still have this. Cool. Um, do you, are you guys in stores with, yeah. with, with Lift Heavy? Do you guys do retail that way? Like, 
fucking go off the rails, man. Be as self selfish as you can and just push the shit out of all your stuff because for the amount of crap that I get sent, just like, oh, like wow, I literally got a message today from some like you know, Pakistani wrist wrap company, like, oh, yeah. geez, you're strong. Should how we'd love to send you your stuff. It's like fist yourself. I don't yeah. want your fucking shit. And then they're using like a pioneer fit image yeah. as well. And that or your image. Yeah. <laughs> or the lift heavy with or the that, belt. Yeah, fuck. That's unbelievable. I saw I found another one today that somebody sent me. Jeez. But you're all over the place. But no, I like I, I don't You know who used that? It really pissed me off. Who? Uh Texas Power Bar. They reposted it. No shit. And I wasn't even using a fucking power bar in the picture. Oh my god. It's Did like you... some dinky fucking York power York barbell <laughs> fucking bar. Anyways, that's off topic. No, but I, like I don't know. I think the nice part about is we don't have sponsors on the podcast. We don't bring people on just for like shits, yeah. right? We don't bring people on who are like, be good for clickbait or traffic. Like we just bring on cool people. Or if we bring on people we oppose, we're like not gonna fucking hold their hand. Like with Brett Contreras on him, and he's yeah. a nice guy, but like I held his feet to the fire. Like, hey, I think you know hip thrusting is bullshit or mm. whatever, and he was cool about it. But what I about think, in bed? Hey, what about in bed? I don't know. Well, I mean, is it bullshit or specifically with Brett? I've never slept with Brett Contreras. No, I'm it's going. hip thrusting. Oh, yeah, I mean, whatever. It sounds, seems like a lot of work, but whatever you prefer. Okay. It's not going to improve your hip stability. That's my whole thing. But I don't it's, even... It's neither here nor there. I don't know. But no, bottom line is I don't endorse shit that I don't actually use. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about companies that I don't... I don't rep companies that I don't believe in. And you, like, you are of a very distinct group of people who does it right, who doesn't give a shit, who does it their way, who's not influenced by you know where the wind blows or where the money goes so i think how about it like where where can people find royal city where can they find um bacon and barbells so bacon and barbells is bacon and barbells.co it's not.com throw people off i don't know how many people have gone to .com but it what is .com it's, not it's nothing thing, and it? i yeah. can't even fucking buy it i've requested to buy it and i've gotten no response so yeah um yeah, so I'm like I said, new collection coming out Black Friday. Um, all black collection because people have black souls. Um, Royal City is royalcitybeard.com. Um, it's like a, from those who don't know, it's a men's skincare line. So beard oils, uh, beard bombs, soaps, um, sprays, all that stuff, whatever I feel the need to make. Wow. Wow, that's a loud He's getting uh, that real. That, dude, we're 34 that a, floors up. Was that a car or a bike? It would have dude, to be a bike. Sounds but like it's a, like sounds fucking like a, negative 10 degrees outside. Sounds like a fucking Hellcat or something. That's dedication. That's dedication to being really obnoxious. Wow. Uh, Instagram, social media? My Instagram is at Jordan Moffitt, M O F F I T T. Nobody has ever spelled it right in the history of the world. <laughs> I um, think I put E T T all the time. That's okay. Um, bacon and barbells.co on Instagram, Royal City Beard Co. Um, it doesn't get updated much. It's honestly the, the, the Instagram isn't there for cute pictures, it's more of a wholesale directory for barber shops and stuff. Yeah. So it doesn't get updated often, but uh, I check it often and I check the email often because I'm still doing business through it. Uh, what else? At SportFan87. Still kicking. Do you have a Twitter account? No. Oh, no. dude. I, I'm gravitating more. To, it's, it's me screaming into the pillow. Yeah. It's just a void that you can yell at the internet. Anything that I would ever back. post on a Twitter, 
I would just put in my story. Right. So anyone who follows me, uh, I don't really post to my page. I post to my story. Yeah. Do and yourself a favor. What? And fucking follow your Instagram. Who? Just for the story. Everyone listening. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'd, if you guys want to make me famous, it's cool. I think well-deserved. Because it's the Honestly, my favorite Jordan isn't a character. Well, maybe it's angry Jordan in the car. Oh. Or whenever you come across a dog. Because I think if there's one person in the world who loves dogs more than me, it might be you. Yeah, I love... Uh, well, I just love everything. That's the biggest thing that's kind of changed. I used to hate everything. And I hate a little bit less, but I don't know. I just... Uh, I just think everybody deserves a shot. I think we all have, there's enough success in this world for all of us and we should just work together. But fuck traffic. Yeah, yeah. Fuck I think traffic. All right, man. If I hit traffic on the way home, I'm just going to swan dive off a building or something. <laughs> Please don't. But, no, man, I appreciate your time. Appreciate you coming out and doing this. It's been long overdue. We'll get a second iteration of this in um, Miami in okay. November. I'll bring the gear. We'll do episode two. Because we didn't get to any of the questions. Well, what were the questions? Uh, there were 17 questions about David. Really? I'm going to screenshot him and we'll go well, What over. does everyone want to know about David quickly? How is he? Where is he? How's he been? He's been good. He's been good? Yeah. He's alive. That's good. I think that's it's more of a proof of life yeah. than anything. I think we might as well do a David update soon. David. Yes. All right. That's a perfect way to end it. Thanks, man. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you.